Today on Building the World's Best Theme Parks, we're talking about Jurassic World Velocicoaster. When this Velociraptor-themed roller coaster debuted earlier this year at Universal Orlando's Islands of Adventure, it won raves from just about everyone who went on it for its non-stop action and unique mix of thrills. Today, we're talking with Greg Hall, Creative Director at Universal Creative, about Jurassic World Velocicoaster and how Universal Creative brought this great new attraction to life and some of the secrets that made it such a beloved new attraction with so many fans. I got started by asking Greg to take us to the beginning. How did the idea for Jurassic World Velocicoaster come about? And when did he get involved in the process? So in the beginning, there was a request to, to really have a thrill attraction, thrill roller coaster to the park. And, you know, ever since the Incredible Hulk coaster, you know, which is an iconic ride for Islands of Adventures, they really wanted to bring something that is, you know, uh, a new type of that to the, a new generation of audience and guests to Universal's Islands of Adventures. So um, I had finished a couple of projects uh, that are coming out, and they called me and were like, hey, I think this is in your style. I think this makes sense. <laughs> and, um, you know, we just hit the ground running, and, you know, it was just a, a fun adventure since then to really try, try to introduce the new uh, uh, iconic Universal exclusive uh, thrill coaster. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Talking about your style a little bit, you know, how did you get started in theme park design and what led you into this crazy business? Uh, man, it's, it's, uh, this, it turns out this business was a perfect blend of a, a lot of things I was interested in. Um, so, you know, growing up, I was always going to the movies with my family and, you know, uh, studying visual effects and 3D software and then, um, even when I was in college, I had a job doing military simulation. So really understanding the, the actual technical aspects of, of designing things. So, you know, that blend of this artistic animation with the technical, practical way of building things in real life, it just came together. And, um, you know, I started out as an intern working on, you know, Transformers. So mm. it, uh, it was, pretty amazing blend of things where I was over preparing growing up, you know, by studying things, uh, doing art, playing games, and uh, and it all came together uh, at the right time. So I was over prepared and went with the flow and, you know, it, things fell, fell, fell together and I'm here. You, you mentioned a couple of the previous projects that you've worked on. What did you want to bring to the Velocicoaster project when you started this that maybe you had not been able to bring to a project before this one? Well, you know, that's the, that's the great thing about just growing as a designer. You know, there's a lot of things that you learn, a lot of things that, that work in other eyes that you kind of want to just bring together in the next one. So, you know, for instance, with Velocicoasters, it's not just a, uh amazing roller coaster layout, but it's also engaging people who, who are off the ride as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, guests off the roller coaster, you see other guests, you know, really having fun and you can take pictures of them and, you know, we get the guests close to each other as, you know, much as possible and have have, there's not that many nets anywhere, just obscuring the views. So, you know, really just, 
bringing a lot of elements and placing it in one uh, package was an amazing challenge for this ride. And, you know, we really love that part about it. You see the roller, you even see the roller coaster shooting through the building. You see, you can look through the paddock windows and you can see it flying over the water. And, you know, just being able to connect as many people as possible, they could take a lot of pictures. You know, we're in a world where everyone has pictures on their phones and videos and you just want them to be able to, to have those memories and create as many or discover as many opportunities as possible uh, and be able to share that. So um, it's pretty cool uh, just evolving with the rest of the world. Yeah, I mean, the concept of a weenie is pretty, a visual weenie is pretty well established in theme parks, <laughs> but I can't think of another attraction that just invites people, like you said, who aren't on the ride, who are just walking around the park to just, you know, visually interact with it. I mean, you've got the, the several places where it seems like the coaster is just coming a few feet above you over those paths. I mean, you know, how tricky was that to, to, to do? How tricky was that to pull off? What did you say? How tricky was that to pull off? Oh, it was uh, it was it was a fun challenge. You know, all the challenges are are pretty fun, and that's what's amazing about this uh, this industry. Because once you figure it out, you know, it, there's a big payoff of people appreciating and being able to share. So, as far as doing that, uh, you know, we we made sure there's a lot of studies and 3D and a lot of simulations. We work closely with safety engineering and all of the partners in the park to really communicate what we're trying to do and the reason for that. So it's hard to say how tricky it was because the, the process was, you know, a fun process and uh, just the excitement to know what's going to happen once it's pulled off was pretty amazing. But, you know, like you were saying before, you know, someone who hasn't rode the ride, they can understand or talk to someone who has and say, how, how was that moment because uh -huh. from over here? it looked crazy and you could have a conversation about things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. What inspirations drove you during this design process? What did you want to emulate? And on the flip side, what did you know you wanted to avoid? Okay. Um, you know, as a fan of the franchise, you know, you, the, the main thing you want to do is make sure you do justice to that. And, you know, there's no roller coaster in the movies. And, uh, and, you know, later on when we're talking to the actual filmmakers, you know, you realize the, the Raptors themselves have never been on public display. So what would it look if they were actually on public display in a park? You know, they're in the films, but they've broken out and, you know, you yeah. really don't see what it is in an operational park. So how would they, show them off or show the tools it took for taking care of the raptors or actually training them and you know what would a roller coaster in a raptor paddock look like so there's a lot of uh exciting challenges and discussions on okay well you know we want to make sure that we respect the essence of jurassic and we had to come up with you know what we uh thought that was based off of you know all this research and that was teeth thrill and environment you know with uh -huh. thrill being the the actual uh uh 
personality of the ride, the the, the actual dynamics of the roller coaster, uh-huh. these unique elements. And teeth, you know, you have to have dinosaurs and dinosaur right. trash. And <laughs> an environment with, you know, this lush landscape. You know, we we don't want to tear things down and put a lot of concrete under the ground and not bring black bring back plants so Mm -hmm. you know that's very important and making sure that that was captured in these moments where guests could take pictures or just see things you know all three of those were important to feel like jurassic so when we're introducing new things to the audience or it it feels like it's familiar it feels like they've seen it before and um when we show that to the filmmakers it it paid off and they were on board and uh and it was a great relationship from there Cool. Yeah, I gotta say, this being a roller coaster, for everyone out there who's grown up with stuff like Roller Coaster Tycoon and Planet Coaster, how does the brainstorming session for designing a roller coaster actually go in real life since you got to be part of that? Oh, okay. Well, the brainstorming session starts off crazy like that. But in in reality, you know, there's, you know, there's a time that it has to open by. And then you also have to uh, think about, you know, the limitations based off the plot of land and everything mm-hmm. and use that as an opportunity. So um, as far as creativity, all those all those um, games and simulators are awesome. And I played those growing up. I was trying to find a, uh, I was calling my mom asking her to send me a picture of when I was playing with those. <laughs> and so many pictures you can't find them. But when I do, uh, I'll make sure you see it. But, but so all of that is definitely good for keeping, uh, the creativity, uh, alive because it's easy to get caught up in a world where it's like well we can't do that because we need this material and you know this takes so long to get this material to do this so understanding like the best way of utilizing uh different uh you know tools for the situation you're in and making sure you get the biggest bang out that uh is is a good way of balancing form and function to create something brand new. So, you know, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing that got me about it was just, you know, traditionally in a roller coaster, you've got all these block zones and you've got things like brakes and lifts and there are pauses. You guys put launches in between your zones. I mean, yeah. what was it like in the room when someone suggested that as, as a way of divvying things up? I mean, because that's just, it's amazing. It was, uh, it was, uh, everyone was on the same page actually about, uh-huh. <laughs> about how a stream to make the roller coaster. A lot of the team is, uh, they're coaster enthusiasts or just enthusiasts of just awesome stuff. So, um, I think one of the best things was how well they put the team together for this particular attraction. And, you know, there's, there's, even the operations manager, he's written over 650 coasters. He has a list uh-huh. that he has in chess off. So, you know, from, from the engineers, the designers, everyone had a passion for, uh, and a bar for what need, it needed to touch in order to, uh, please the coaster enthusiasts. And part of that definitely was keeping the pacing going. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, most, most rides you see a top hat at the beginning of the ride and you go down and you slow, you lose right. momentum for the whole ride. But what's crazy about this one is 
it's halfway in a ride, that's when you experience the top hat, and then it just keeps going. So, yeah. you know, just, you know, creating multiple personalities in the ride and just making a well-balanced roller coaster was a big thing that everyone was on board with. Yeah, because for somebody who is not, you know, a real coaster expert, you're just kind of looking at the track, the ride is not what you might expect just from an initial glance at that track. And I think that is just one of the really refreshing and rewarding elements of this whole attraction. Was that yeah. something that you had in mind, that you you didn't want it to be something where people went, oh, yeah, that was totally what I expected? Yeah, oh, of course, of course, yeah. The, um, there's, a, there's a lot of, uh, I guess the word was is subliminal uh, kind of practices that, mm-hmm. and, and techniques. Everything's in there for a reason. Even the rock work, you know, the rock work has multiple reasons. Um, and you, you kind of want to make, the guests feel like they're turning right, but you have to go left, or uh-huh. you can't see what's going to happen next in the layout. You want to kind of give them moments where they could discover things uh, on the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, hundredth time right. riding the roller coaster. So, you know, every angle, every shard is there for a reason, even putting the raptors as close as possible to the guest, or, you know, um, creating a lot of near misses, and uh, you know, it goes back to the form and function blend where we just wanted to make sure that um, uh, everything complemented the actual guest experience on the ride. What kept you up at night with this? What was the biggest challenge that the team encountered on the project, and, and how did you resolve that? What kept me up at night? Um, that's, that's interesting. Like, it was, it's, it's more the the excitement of making sure that everything was in there on time, you know, uh-huh. just, you just want to make sure, hey, um, uh, everyone understands the importance of every single element and, you know, what it does to enhance the ride experience. So, you know, and that's part of the job, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we have a lot of different departments that we talk to and we all speak different languages based off of, you know, what we're where our expertise are. So as, you know, overall creative and art director, um, you just want to make sure you make it easier for the team and that mm-hmm. um, everyone, you know, has the same vision and we, you know, run in the same direction. So it's like, okay, I got to make sure that I make a video or element or, or a plan layout for this person so that they can understand how we're going to integrate this lighting and this and this here. So just making sure that, hey, um, the communication is clear is, you know, that was, that was a fun challenge to do. And, um, you know, it's part of the job. And, you know, it's, it, and, and the team was really smart, so we got it done. Yeah, I mean, particularly coming from the coaster enthusiast community. I mean, you see so many coasters that are just, it's just iron on a parking lot or out in a field. And the idea of bringing artistry to a coaster's design and its environment, you know, what did you want to show on this project to show people that, a roller coaster can be an artistic attraction. Oh yeah, definitely. We wanted we wanted to really uh, set a new bar for ourselves, and um, 
kind of flagship uh, a trend and mm-hmm. you know, make something feel like, hey, this is, you know, this is 2021. This is <laughs> this is the future. So, uh-huh. uh, and part of that was, you know, not only uh, making sure that everything was there for a reason. It wasn't just, hey, this piece of rock is an awesome piece of rock and looks good, but it's just in the background. Right. That piece of rock is actually influencing your experience on the ride. So right. this reason is that shape and this reason is there. And coincidentally, that piece looks great from this angle for guests who are walking along the path. And mm-hmm. this, you know, and this looks over here when, you know, you're on the ride. So it, like all that connecting and, and relating back to the film. So and, that, and, and it was an awesome opportunity working with the franchise because, you know, we can make edgy decisions and it fit perfectly with the Jurassic franchise and um you know even the lighting at night and you know at night there's a there's a search tower and that turns on and that's searching throughout the paddock mm-hmm. and that that looks awesome when it turns on and you're on the ride and you know you see a swipe of light you know looking it yeah. just enhances the overall immersion of you being transported into a story and it's it, um it just makes the ride rewritable and, um, you know, making sure and when people notice all that and um, and understand why this is why that form and that shape, that, that beautiful thing is shaped that way. It is a lot of appreciation to it. And, and we just hope it inspires more attractions in the future. Definitely. What did you think was going to be your favorite element on the Velocicoaster? And did that change after you finally got to ride it yourself? <laughs> Okay, cool, cool. What I think was going to be my favorite. Ah, man. So, you know, it, it was interesting. The, you know, the, the, my favorite is like, I, I love the second launch. I just love how crazy and fast yeah. that is. I like going fast. <laughs> and, um, I think, uh, what the, the, the element that surprised all of us that we, we were hoping we're going to be out like amazing but we just weren't sure until we actually wrote it the the barrel roll the water oh. source roll that was just uh insane um it did everything we wanted and more and uh so that was more of the shocker and the the last second launch like that did exactly what i wanted to do so you know i love just going faster and faster but the one that really surprised us was all right that that was as amazing as we thought and better um the most source role yeah it's just the the crazy views you get on this i mean you're you're in that kind of like that little paddock thing and you're in that tunnel and the next thing you know you're up at like the highest vantage point in the entire park seeing like Mm -hmm. the entire resort and then you're coming through you know you're on that path and all of a sudden you're upside down in that barrel roll and you're just staring in the water. It's this ejector <laughs> airtime in, yeah. in a barrel roll. Everyone's like, how did you even do that? I mean, yeah, all these things we yeah. could talk about, but why don't, you, why don't you talk us through some of the other interesting elements in the Velocicoaster experience that you think deserve more attention than maybe they've mm-hmm. been getting so far? Oh, uh, that's hard to say. <laughs> I mean, all these elements are just like, I mean, we're blowing up everything, but yeah, what else should we blowing up more? The, the one that, like, I'm, I was really proud of is, uh, um, I, I definitely like the queue when the Raptors are chasing the, the roller coaster. Um, 
uh, that's something that we can only do on this ride because mm-hmm. you know we have a roller coaster moving this fast and we're like hey in order to get to the other side near the lagoon we have to shoot it through a building mm-hmm. it's like hey Guess me to see the shoot through the building, and it's like, mm-hmm. why don't we get Raptors chasing it? Why before it even get on the ride? And um, just the amount. It, it, it's funny because uh, in the sound stages when uh, we were uh, trying to mock up the rides, there's a video of me like running, and the Raptors are chasing me because <laughs> we couldn't simulate the actual rock roller coaster going 70 miles per hour. So it was just me running by a window <laughs> trying to. Uh, simulate that so that was, that was a fun um kind of risk that we took and it, it paid off and it was an awesome element yeah just uh just the cue experience too the way it sets up yeah obviously you're seeing the roller coaster when you're outside but when you get inside it just all becomes about the raptors at that point and that's it's it's really a neat way that you made them characters on mm-hmm. this experience yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, and we, we just dove down. We, we talked to the filmmakers, and we're like, hey, we want to take a deeper dive into the Raptors and, you know, get the guests familiar with them. And they were really excited because, you know, we, we got to take it to another level that, you know, even in the film when they're telling their story, they, they couldn't really go that far in the backstory of the Raptors, even though they had the information so there's just so many elements you, you see the raptors you, you're face to face with them in this mm-hmm. raptor stable you get feel them breathe you mm-hmm. see them blinking and looking at you the sound of their their growls and you, know, you can even smell them and that's just something that's so unique even if it wasn't in the queue it'll be something that people have to see and the fact that it is in the queue before the ride, the ride is just another extra layer and payoff to, you know, this experience that you're already having. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is that, uh, sure, you could have had the Raptors on the ride that you, you run by in a blink. But the fact that you set it up in the queue and mm-hmm. you've got that time in the queue to really invest that is that gives you the payoff when you see it again you're not just thinking oh was that a raptor you're like you're you're going back to that moment you had in the queue and thinking about that before the next thing comes along on the coaster and it's just it's just brilliant storytelling yeah we're we're running uh to the end of our time slot here but i gotta ask you one more question before we take off here you know what did you learn from this jurassic world velocicoaster project that you'll be taking with you to future projects? Well, uh, I've, I've learned a lot of things, and, you know, it's, it, and the most of the things I've learned are actually from the guests themselves. And, mm-hmm. um, you, know, you know, the guests really know what they want. And, you know, something you want to make sure is, you know, to give them what they want and then give more. And, you know, once you do that, they really appreciate it, and they, they, they really learn to discover more and uh they they become fans of the actual uh project Mm -hmm. and um just respecting them and making sure that you're you're at me as a designer is uh working for them i'm being able to deliver them something um as a represent you know representation of them and um bring more to the table is all, always good and is 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 always great to respect them and they give respect back 
Thanks to Greg for joining us today and to the entire team at Universal Creative for this great new roller coaster. And thanks to you for listening on Building the World's Best Theme Parks. You can check us online at ThemeParkInsider.com for daily coverage of all the things happening around the world in the theme park industry. For Theme Park Insider, I'm Robert Niles, and thanks for listening.